The Sanctuary Academy is your virtual Bible classroom. Join us for an interactive worship and learning experience. Let's get to class. The Gospel of Jesus Christ is the greatest story that's ever been told, but it's so much more than a story. It is a way of life. Once you accept Jesus into your life, once you claim salvation, you completely change and become a different person. The laws of the gospel of Jesus is what governs your life and it controls the way that you love people and the way that you treat people. It's all about action. It's impossible to accept salvation and not do anything. When Jesus was here on earth, he was the son of God or he is the son of God and he is royal, but he didn't just sit around and do anything and be served. He walked and he did things. He helped people. He gave to people. He delivered people. He prayed for people. And that is what we have to do. In as much as we call ourselves Christians, that is us saying that we are like Christ. We are of Christ and we will do the things that Jesus Christ did. So we have to understand that our gospel is a gospel of action. If you truly believe it, if you have truly received it, then you will do it. As always, I'm so glad that you are here with me for the Sanctuary Sunday School. I'm going to do something a little bit different today and make an appeal to you. I have launched the Virtual Vacation Bible School for young people. And this is something very dear to my heart. I never asked for anything, but there are so many young people who are going to be home alone this week, this, this summer. And ah, let me keep going. As always, I'm so glad that you have chosen to study the Sunday School lesson with me here at the Sanctuary Sunday School. I'm going to do something a little bit different right now. I'm going to make an appeal to you. I've launched the Sanctuary Sunday School Virtual Vacation Bible School for Young People. This is something that's so dear to my heart because within a few weeks, there's going to be thousands of young people all over the world who will be home alone because as we know, if you're a mother, if you're a father, you know how expensive summer day camp is and we are losing our children by the hundreds. And so this is something that's designed It's a virtual format that they can attend vacation Bible school right on their phone. So if the mother cannot afford to put them in an expensive of camp or whatever, they at least have something to entertain them. And I am committing one hour of live interaction with these students every single day, Monday through Friday, just so that they know that someone is there and someone, ah, do you want me to keep going? Or you want to stop and start, which is easier in editing? Okay. Once again, I am so... <clears throat> Once again, I'm so excited to have you here to join me for the Sanctuary Sunday School. I'm going to do something a little bit different right now. I want to make an appeal to you. I have launched the Virtual Vacation Bible School for Young People. That's something that's so dear to my heart because within a few weeks when school is out, there will be young people by the thousands with nothing to do. They're at home. And if you're a parent, you know that day camps, quality vacation Bible schools can be extremely expensive. And it also poses an issue for transportation. I wanted to do this so that the kids can go online 
and take part in this curriculum. And I'm also committing to one hour a day, Monday through Friday for live interaction. It'll be myself. I have artists. I have entertainers that will be there for these children. And I want to gift this program to children. So what I'm asking you to do, go to the website, www.thesanctuary.academy and just purchase this program. It is only going to be $9.99 for you to do that. Just use the code Sunday School and you can purchase an entire summer, 90 days of summer vacation Bible school for these children because I have been a youth leader for many, many years and I have not ever turned away a child because they couldn't afford it. And I'm not about to start doing it now. So this is something that I like you to help me do. Just provide this curriculum for these young people. My goal is to impact thousands of students around the world who just need somebody while their parents are working and trying to earn a living. Somebody there to kind of watch over them and care about them and share something with them throughout the summer. Again, that is www.thesanctuary.academy. This week's subject is the gospel in action, and we can find this text in the book of Galatians in the sixth chapter. And again, the gospel of Jesus Christ provides a course of action for us. And Paul jumps right in and he talks about when you have a brother or a sister who is overtaken in a fault. And he tells us how to deal with that. And this is so important because sometimes as Christians, we want to be critical and condemn each other. And if somebody makes a mistake, oh my goodness, you messed up and you're wrong and you're bad. And this is not what Paul is telling us to do. And that's not the purpose of the gospel. He said, if they're overtaking, overtaken in a fault, Get this word. He says spiritual. He say those who are spiritual and that right there is so important because if you are controlled and moved by the spirit of God, then you will approach every situation in the right way. If somebody is doing something that may be sinful and you approach them because it's just getting on your nerve. Oh, I can't stand when somebody does that. That is not the way that you approach people because it's not about you. It is about the spirit of God. So it says those that those of you who are spiritual go and restore such a one in a spirit of meekness. Okay. Meekness, not I'm better than you because you're wrong because you're sin because you sin. But I love you and I want to elevate you. I want to help you get over it. And then it says, considering yourself, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We had that scripture a few weeks back in Sunday school. So consider yourself, consider the fact that at one point you were a sinner and you didn't know what to do. And Jesus died for you. But not only did Jesus die for you, somebody preached the word to you. Somebody showed love to you. Somebody extended mercy and grace to you. So when you're trying to restore someone who was overtaken in a fault, that is the attitude in which you do it. And if you approach people in that spirit, in the spirit of love, which is the true spirit of the gospel, then you will have a better rate of success. And then it says, bear each other's burden, fulfilling the law of Christ. See, Jesus bared our burden of sin when he went through the cross. So we don't have to go to the cross for anybody because Jesus did that for all of us. But we should be able to bear their burdens and help lift that load so that they can actually come through 
and, and accept salvation and change their lives as well. And so it says, if, if you think that you're something, you know, if you think that you're all that, it says you're deceiving yourself because we're not. We're all equal. God sees us all the same. So we are in no position to exalt ourselves over anyone else. And we're not in a position to judge each other. It says, prove your own work, not somebody else's work. And I say all the time, I don't really have time to criticize you or, or knock you or talk about you because I got to work out my own salvation. I've got to do what God has told me to do. And I guarantee you, if you are following the will of God concerning you, if you are doing what God told you to do, you do not have time to bother other people because God said that we have to bear our own burden. And then those of us who are teaching the word, I love this. We're supposed to communicate and communication is expressing yourself in a way that people can understand you. I could stand here and I know a whole lot of big words. I could use a lot of big words. I could be really deep and really anointed. And I could do that. I've, I've gone to class and I've learned those things. But here's the thing. My goal here is not that I want to communicate with you. My goal is for you to understand. And I love the feedback that I get in the comments when people say things like that. I break it down in a way that they can understand. That's my goal. I don't want you to say, oh, she's so smart. And she no, I don't want that. I want you to say, I got it. I understood. It made sense to me. She broke it down in a way that I could apply it to my life. That's my goal. And that's what God told me to do when he told me to teach the word. And then it goes, and I love this right here. It says that God is not mocked that whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap. And I know you, if you've been watching, you've heard me use this analogy before, and I'm going to use it again where I talk about Reaping and sowing. If you're planting a garden, you do not plant a seed in the ground and then go back and dig that seed up and get your seed back off the ground. That's not what reaping and sowing is. You plant that seed in the ground. You leave that seed in the ground. You allow the rain to fall and that seed to germinate and it grows up into whatever kind of plant that you planted. That's how it is. I've been in church for a long time. I have shared my car. I've shared my food. I've shared my home. I have literally left church and gone in the other direction from my house to drop off people, come back past the church and come back home to people. And you know, some of those people don't even like me anymore. They don't even speak to me anymore. They didn't even say thank you. And that is okay because see, I planted a seed. So they don't have to tell me thank you. They don't have to give me a ride. They don't have to like me. They don't have to speak to me. I planted a seed. And what happens is now I have people like you who are sending me these encouraging messages and comments every week who are turning, who are tuning in and who are blessing the Lord. See, that's how it works. The gospel is a cycle of good works. You're not going to always get the good back from where you sowed the good, but you are most definitely going to reap because God is not mocked. What God has said, his word is true. There's nothing that has come out of the mouth of God that is a lie. So in as much as you do it, it is going to come back to you. And it goes on to talk further about sowing, that if you sow to the flesh of the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. And that's where a lot of us get stuck because we're doing things for the wrong reason. Sometimes I'm going to do this for you because I want you to do this for me. I'm going to loan you $5. You can give me my $5 back. But sometimes 
planting, sowing a seed is this person needs five dollars. So I'm going to give them five dollars. And I have another example. There was a, um, a sister in church with me and I, I was working at the time and times were tight. I had just enough money to get to work Thursday and get home Thursday. I had enough work money to get to work Friday, but I did not have enough money to get home from work Friday. So I didn't really know what I was going to do. I was at choir rehearsal and this young lady came up to me and she said, I don't have enough money to get home from rehearsal on the bus with my daughter. Do you have anything? So now I gave her my car, car fare because I'm thinking, well, she can't even get home. So I gave her my car fare. Now I don't even have enough money to get to work on Thursday. I mean, to get back from work on Thursday and get to work on Friday. Okay, so this is the situation I'm in. But I get up, I go to work, I'm on the train. As I'm about to pay my fare, a lady walks up to me and she goes, hey, don't put your money in there because I have a 10 day pass, but I just bought a monthly pass and I got like four or five more days on here. So you can have this because I don't need it. So now not only do I have enough money to get to working back for the rest of the week, I got money to go to McDonald's. I can even eat lunch while I'm at work. And so these are things, these are little bitty things, but when you are a child of God, that's what you do. You sow. And sometimes you give things to people and you could be in need yourself. But if the spirit of God moves you to meet someone else's need, that same spirit will move somebody else to meet your need. I'm not telling you something I heard. I am telling you something that has been my life all of my life. God has been good to me. And and there's another song with, with James Cleveland. I don't believe he's brought me this far to leave me. Don't be afraid to sow a seed because it will always come back to you. And I even just want to stop and say thank you. I have people who are just sending donations. You're hitting that donation button and you're just some people have recurring donations where they're sending me X amount of dollars, dollars every month. I can't believe that because I've worked for nothing and I would do it for nothing. But it's enabling me to reach more people and bless more people. It's not just for my pockets. Every dime goes back into the Sanctuary Academy. And if you go to the site, you'll see something new every week because I love this and I love that God has given me this platform. That is the gospel in action. Whatever it is that God has put in your mind to do, do it, do it, have some action. So just like if you sow to the flesh, you reap corruption. If you sow to the spirit, you reap everlasting life. Isn't that the goal? All I want to do is to see Jesus. And it goes on to say, be not weary in well-doing because in due season, you will reap if you faint not. There's another place where Paul says that the race is not given to the swift and the battle to the strong, but to the one who endure it to the end. You've got to keep going. You've got to keep doing. You've got to keep giving and you will see these things come back to you. And I love this last verse where it closes and it says that you should take every opportunity to do good, especially to those of the household of faith. And that's something my mom has taught me. She's taught me over and over again. And she said that if someone crosses your path and they have a need and you can meet that need. You don't have a choice. You are supposed to help them. You don't have the authority to decide whether they deserve it or not. 
If they cross your path and they have a need and you have the capacity to meet that seed, it is your obligation to meet their need. That is your opportunity to sow a seed. And that is how you're blessed. When you live like that, when you live according to a gospel, when you put your gospel in action, and you help other people. God just works for you. He just opens doors for you. Somebody will pick up the phone and call you and say, hey, I got something for you again. It has happened to me. So don't be afraid to give. Don't be afraid to help. Don't be afraid to share. You don't have to hoard everything. Little thing. This is mine. It's all I got. I don't have enough for nobody. You always have something to help. And that's what God is. That's who God is. That's what God is all about. So um, salvation, Christianity, deliverance, all of those things is not a selfish thing. Remember, Jesus gave this for us. And so we are supposed to share it and spread it and go forth and show and display the gospel in action.